Welcome to another episode of the Man Cave Chronicles. Welcome to the party, pal. You're my boy, boo. Yo, ancient, A podcast with interviews of amazing guests from the world of pop culture. Oh, yeah. TV. Nice. Movies. Oh, I love the movies. Comedy and more. From deep inside the Man Cave, your host, Elias. Here, the Man Cave. Thank you for joining me today. Hey, thanks for having me. Exciting times for you. You've been busy. I have, yeah, very busy. <laughs> so uh, the listeners and viewers that tuned this interview, they can see you on the final season of Firefly Lane, which premiered a few weeks ago. I watched it. It was a, it was a, it's a great ride so far. It's not over yet. We're waiting for the second part to come out, and we'll talk about that in a few minutes. But I was doing some research on you. I want to know what made you get to the, to the entertainment industry. I saw that you started out like a musical theater and everything. What made you jump right into this? Yeah. So um, when I was like four, um, my mom put me in musical theater. because She was like, what do I do with this child that won't stop talking? Um, <laughs> and she grew up as a dancer. So um, she put me in dance as well. So I grew up in competitive dance and musical theater. And I always loved performing. I just loved I love the fact that I could do something up on a stage and put a smile on somebody's face mm-hmm. and, and potentially make their day or just make them smile in general. Um, so I've I've always loved that growing up. Um, especially musical theater, because it combines not only dance, but singing and acting as well. Um, and there's there's such an energy that you get from the audience in musical theater. Um, so when I was like 15, I stopped doing competitive dance and decided to focus more on theater and acting, the acting side of things, um, and started doing TV and film and theater. Um, and that's pretty much led to my journey today. <laughs> I love talking to, to uh, performers like you where you've done a little bit of both theater and TV and everything. What do you find more challenging, theater or TV and film? Um, it's interesting. They're totally different. Um, I, It's funny because I'm working on a theater show right now. Um, but the last show that I did was uh, in 2019. And since 2019, I've been doing like three straight years of film. Um, so after spending so much time on set in the last three years, going back to theater, um, I actually didn't realize how different it really was until the last couple months. Um, I, the way that I kind of like to explain it is that theater is from the outside in and film is from the inside out, um, in, in terms of the emotionality of it. Um, theater is really big and, and really outwards where you have to take everything, that you're feeling and just like project it out. Whereas film is a little bit more internal because um, the camera comes to you, but the audience can't come to you in the same way. You have to reach out to them. How do you prepare to go like go on, on stage at theater that are different for TV and film? Well, for theater, you, you get more of a rehearsal process than you normally do for film. Mm-hmm. Um, cause film, you basically just have to show up on the day and with your lines yeah. memorized and, you know, your character all fleshed out in your brain. Whereas in theater, you actually get that time with the director to mm-hmm. really settle into your character and, and work out the different beats of the scenes. Um, the film is a lot more fast paced, whereas mm-hmm. theater, it's like, you're working on the same thing for a long time. Um, I love both. I love being able to spend a lot of time on something and, and really think about like each specific moment, um, and, you know, perform that every night, um, to different audiences, um, and, and receive different energies in the same, in the same scene or the same show. 
Um, I also love the fast pace of of TV and film where you're just like diving right into a scene and and getting it done and and then moving on to the next thing and and not knowing how it'll how it'll turn out. It's amazing. So you've done a little bit of everything. What's the goal? Do you have like a goal or another thing you want to add to your list? Yeah, I mean, I I want to keep doing both. I I want to be on Broadway. That's like my childhood dream. Um but I also love, I mean, I love film in general. I would love to do like an indie feature or something that like a little more gritty. That would be a lot of fun. But I also love when I get to sing and dance on film as mm-hmm. well. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I want to do it all, really. <laughs> do, you have a, do you have like a dream role, too, that you kind of hope you get your hands on? Um, my My dream role for theater would probably be Jenna from Waitress. I love that okay. show. It was the first show that I saw on Broadway. That's awesome. So yeah, let's jump uh, into Firefly Lane uh, season two, part one. Uh, we see you as Lisa Karen. I had a uh, Rowan and Allie on the show a few weeks ago. Amazing, yeah. amazing guests and everything. Let's talk about like how were you approached now for uh, for this series? How were you? Uh, tell us about your audition and everything. Yeah. Um. So. It, it, my audition process for this show ha- has actually been quite a journey. I originally auditioned for Tully, like when the show really? first came wow. out. Yeah. And then I auditioned for a character and I don't remember her name, Um, but she's the one that, that uh, Tully punches in the face in season one. Yeah. I actually almost booked that role, but I was doing another show at the time and the days conflicted. Um, and I was really disappointed that I didn't, that I didn't book it. I was like, oh, like, you know, my career was just kind of starting. I was like, oh, um, you know, this could have been my chance. And two years later, I get the audition for Lisa Karen and I book the role and it ends up being what was supposed to be, I think four episodes. It ended up being like a 10 episode arc. Mm -hmm. Um, so if I had booked that one role in, in season one, I wouldn't have been able to be Lisa Karen, which is like one of my favorite characters I've ever played now. It's how would you describe this character now? Cause like, she's like, she can be a little mean throughout the season. Definitely. Um, she's definitely misunderstood. Um, I just describe her as like, bossy and very she's very particular Mm -hmm. um she has she has like a very regimented way that she likes to do things um and she thinks she's very type a like she thinks that her way it's like my way or the highway with lisa karen like she wants things done her way um which is which is really funny um yeah did you get a chance to read the book I actually haven't no because Lisa Karen isn't part of the book. Okay, that's what I, that's where I was going with this. Yeah, I so I watched about season the... one, but um, but yeah, my mom's actually read the book, okay. <laughs> so I so we talked about it. So did you have an easier way to try to like connect with this character, how you wanted to play her, since you didn't have to like read the book because she's not in the book? Yeah, it's it's fun to be able to to develop a character from scratch. Yeah, yeah or just so, from the script. So what did you love about uh this character? Um, I just, I love how much of a shit disturber she is. Um, like I just really was able to come into every scene and just stir the pot and basically act however I wanted. And Allie and Roan just had to like deal with whatever ridiculousness I came up with (laughs) because Lisa Karen is, is so ridiculous. And she, she has, she's at, she has this kind of duality where she's like aggressively aware of herself 
but like also kind of unaware of like the way her actions are affecting others mm. so as an actor like it's really fun to play a character where other the other characters aren't really aware of your actions because it means you can do anything <laughs> so you, you interact with the I mentioned earlier, like Allie and uh, Roan, and uh, it takes place in the seventies. I saw that you're like you love the seventies wardrobes and everything. So was it like? Did you like being in that era? Oh my gosh! Like put me in a period piece, and I am just the happiest I will ever be. Um, I dress like I'm in the seventies most days of my life in general. <laughs> um, <laughs> I like my my bell bottom jean collection and my my like weird uh, button down like pattern shirt collection is like ever growing so it was so awesome to be able to to dress like I was in the 70s and just be encompassed in that world so Rowan plays young Kate and she just becomes like your new best friend in a way yeah before Tali gets back in the picture like how would you describe now that relationship between you two um between us like in real life yeah and then after and working together too oh my gosh well actually I just saw them last night um, or two nights ago, actually, um, because they came and saw the, sh- the theater show that I'm a part of right now. Um, but we just clicked instantly. It was it was so awesome to be on set with with the two of them. They're both so kind and so hilarious um, individually and together. Um, and I just I seriously can't get enough of them. Like uh, we're we're really good friends. That's awesome. What's your favorite scene that you were in through, uh, through this first part of the season or Ooh. second season? I think it would have to be the scene where um, I think it's in episode four, but we shot out of order. So it's all kind of mixed up in my brain, but where I've, where I get to bang the gavel and uh, (laughs) that was so fun. Um, Yeah. Where I'm leading the AV club meeting. I love that scene. That's awesome. So what are you hoping for like the Firefly Lane viewers that love this show that tune in? What are you hoping they get out of this first part of the season? Um. I just, I hope, I mean, I hope they like it and I hope that it really reminds them of, um, of their own friendships, especially like, because I'm a part of the seventies timeline. Like, I feel like it really reminds you of, of your childhood best friend, whether or not you stay friends for your whole lives. Um, like, like Tully and Kate do. Um, I, I just hope it, it reminds people of the importance of friendship. Now the question is, are we going to see you in the second part? Are you in it? I am. Yes. That's awesome. And when does that come out? The second part? Have they announced it? It comes out in June of 2023. Oh, so we got a little while. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Now, uh, what can you, I know you, uh, I mentioned earlier before we went on the air, you're also part of the last season of Riverdale. What can you tell us about that? I know you can't tell us too much. Yeah, I can't tell you too much. Um, I've had so much fun on the show for the last three, I think, years, two and a half years that I've been on it. Um yeah, I can tell you that it's set in the 50s, that we're going back to kind of the comic mm-hmm. book time. Uh, they just released some some first look photos. Um, and that's that's pretty much all I can say right now. That's awesome. Well, what do you got? Uh, do you have anything coming up next that you're allowed to tell us about? Any other projects? Um, I just booked a really exciting project, but I can't talk about it yet, unfortunately. Um <laughs> The the other thing is um, my theater project that I'm working on. I'm I'm playing Anne and Anne of Green Gables um, right now at a theater here in Vancouver, um, and so that yeah, that's been really fun. That's awesome, Kira. Uh, lastly, now how can the listeners, the viewers, find you on social media to keep up with you with everything? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Kira underscore Larue. It's just my name, or on TikTok as well. 
Um, so yeah, come find me and say hi. That's awesome. Kira, thank you for giving me a study. This was great. Thank you so much. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, everybody. That's a wrap. Thanks for listening to the Man Cave Chronicles podcast. I finally get my man cave. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at the MCC Podcast. And our website, themccpodcast.com. Until next time. Until next time.